Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You are tuned in to the Grit and Barrett Podcast, the first and only podcast devoted to covering the 11-time, no, 12-time Calder Cup champions, the Hershey Bears. This is high energy, unfiltered, and at times unfocused hockey talk. Now here's your host, Richard Blosser. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Grit and Barrett podcast, everyone. It is a Monday, October 15th, 2023. How is everyone doing after your first full weekend of Bears hockey? Tired? Exhausted? Silver? Close enough. My name is Richard Blosser, host of the Grit and Barrett podcast. Podcast, the first and only podcast devoted to the 12-time Calder Cup champion, the Hershey Bears, part of the Hockey Podcast Network. And thank you to all of you for your your downloads last week. Last week's show hit 70 downloads for the week. And that's all to you, Bears Nation. That is all of you. And also to our partnership at 717 Sports Media, who's brought us in as well. Um, I'm doing some work with them. Recap articles are going up with them as well. Lots of great stuff. Like I said, we're trying to push and extend the brand as well. Uh, Before we get started, programming note. Um, There will not be a Friday face-off this week. And the recaps for next week will actually be on a Tuesday next week. Uh, I am traveling this weekend. No, not with the Bears, no. Um, I'm actually going to Colorado to see some friends. I'm flying out Friday morning and getting back 
Sunday afternoon-ish, and there is absolutely no way that I'm going to be able to get next week's recaps out coming back from Colorado. So hopefully, hopefully we'll deal with all that when that time comes. So enough about that. Let's get right into this. The Bears were back home and back in action. The American Hockey League got underway this past past week. The NHLs had about three or four games to get through. And the American Hockey League kicked off Friday, October 13th. Leave your Fright Night jokes at the door. But the Bears, as usual, we don't open for business on Friday. It's actually rare if we actually do. It's rare. I've only seen it a couple of times in my fandom. But Saturday was the day. It was going to be the banner raising. It was going to be a fun time. And I've been looking forward to this for the past three months. We've made it through the desert. We made it through the long, hot desert. And now it is time for hockey. It's going to be great. It's going to be a fun day. And it's raining all day. Mother Nature is not a fan. It's been raining all day. Work with me here, people. But no, no. No, no, no. Happy positive thoughts. Me and the wifey, we're going to go to Chocolatier. There shouldn't be a lot of people there. (laughs) It's raining. There shouldn't be a lot of people there. There's a lot of people here. People. Okay, okay. Positive. You're here with the community. Let's go to Chocolate World. Let's go to Chocolate World. Maybe that'll be fine. Maybe we'll walk in and that'll be fine. Nope! More people! People! Why is there so many people in my people? Why are there idiots? Okay, okay. Stay positive. And here's and here's my Calder, Calder Cup. If I had one! No, no, no. Remain positive. Okay, all right, let's just go to Giant Center. We drive over, it's 5 o'clock, it's actually drizzling right now compared to the hard, steady rain we've been getting most of the day. We've needed it. But we pull in, we stay in the car, we kill time, and um, we go in. We walk up to Giant Center and notice there's a long line. What the hell is this for? Why is there a long-ass line by the, uh, the club entrance? Isn't this the club entrance? And I'm standing there and someone's telling me, no, that's a season ticket holder entrance. The one all the way off to the right? The separate right side entrance? Uh, no, that's Sweets and Club. Uh, no, that's for season tickets. That's how it's always been. After three years ago, they moved it down there. <laughs> no, I've been coming here a long time. The last two gates on the side of where all the other gates are are where season ticket people go in. Don't gaslight me. All right? Don't don't gaslight me. I know what I'm talking about. Oh, no, no, no. That's the side gate. Oh, the side gate over there, that's all season tickets. You need to get in line over there. No, I don't. I know where the line is to get in, Ruth. Don't gaslight me. And this is all happening in the rain. I just want to watch hockey. Just want to fight. This is so hard. But we get inside. We get in. This will be worth it, I tell myself. This will be worth it. 
We walk in. Here's your Calder Cup banner. Yeah, mini Calder Cup banner. Why, yes, I will. And I go to make a left turn, and here's your Calder Cup merchandise. Buy our stuff. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let me just... There's a lot of people here. There's a lot of people here. All right, convention mode. Shoulder down. Let's get through this. Thank God we already ate a chocolate hero. The food lines are absolutely nuts. This is there there's lines everywhere for food, for merchandise, for beer, for more merch, for beer, for food. This is absolutely insane. This is absolutely nuts. Why? Why? Why are we why does it have to be this? Ugh. I get up to my seat. All me and my boys are there. The wife's with me. Joe's girl's with with him too. We're all here. And okay, let's do this. I'm finally here. I'm back in my section. I'm with everyone. I'm with Jack, Ruth, and Jesse's there. His parents are there. I have the wife with me. Joe's girl's wife with me. The Beaks family. They're all. They're all up there in their little blonde-haired child, Typhoon, full of fury. She's lovely in the unofficial second mascot of the Bears. Basket Bears. All right, we're going to have fine. I can't wait to put another banner at Giant Center. And what the hell did they do to the banners? What? What? Now, for most of you Bears fans that don't know, uh, the banners that have been up at Giant Center are white banners with chocolate trim the Calder Cup Trophy, and the year they won it below them. There have been 11 of them up there. Ranging from, hold on, hold on a second. For 1947, 1948, 1959, 2006, 2009, 2010. For all those years, I'm counting the years that we actually won it. So, the year following. Just stay with me, everyone. Just stay with me on this. But instead, I look up, and there's the year, and these these banners that are white, with three chocolate stripes on them, and Calder Cups, the year below it that I just mentioned, and the cup is there, but also the logo of the the Hershey Bears logo that was used at the time when the team won it. So you look up there and you get a nice logo history of the Bears. You go from the walking bear, the standing bear, the skating bear, the golden skating bear of the 1980-1988 team, the skating bear with the rink around it from 1997, the three years of the swatting bear, 06, 09, 010, and what's to come. And I just look at this and I'm like, what the actual fa? Wait. Okay, I, I understood there'd be new branding. I, I, I knew this would happen, but um, why? Why are we, who asked for this? And I look up more to my right, and they changed the Hall of Fame numbers. 
those banners are more uniform now. And instead of having the number nine and the names in it, every single retired number has their individual banner. Both threes are up there. Mathers and Frank Keller, if I'm correct. Two nines, two 16s, and a 17 in Chris Bork. And at first I didn't like them, but I talked to the guys. We talked about it a bit more. And I'm like, okay, I understand what they represent. And I understand why that they did this. Because I found out those banners were really old and were were on borrowed time. So, okay, I'm okay, I'm I'm okay with this. I'm fine. So, okay. All right. I'm I'm uh I'm getting a little bit ahead of it. So, okay. I'm not going to go back downstairs. I'm not going to do another lap around this place because it is insane convention mode. The amount of people that were in this building were 10-8 but felt like 12,000. This was Hershey Park past night on steroids. Now, some of you might be asking, well, why are you talking about this instead of the game? Because this is as important as the game. There's a lot of people there. The finals were never this bad. Not that I remember were this bad. But let's get to the banner raising and the ceremony about to begin. 6.45, quarter of seven, there for the ceremony. And they welcome out the new team this year. And they bring out the coaches. And then they bring out all the players that returned from that year. And there it is at center ice. Well, wait, why is there a normal box there? Is that what the, the, the banner is going to come out? It's just a normal box. I just saw Las Vegas use a slot machine to raise their Stanley Cup. I should go to Hershey and this should come out of a chocolate bar. After talking to a few people in production last night, they looked at me and went, Haha, no. But okay, I'm not being reasonable with that. But okay. But we all get to see the video honoring everything that happened. The photos, the moments, and then finally the moment comes. And Zach MCs this as it should be. Don't worry, Zach. I'm not going to say it should have been... Um, um, John Walton this time I'm not going to do that to you but um, he emcees it and says and says that that for this team to get its cup there needs to be a passing of the torch to present this cup representing the previous Carter Cup winners please welcome Carl Alsner and Alexander Giroux AX Giroux he's back Oh my goodness! And quite good looking, I might add. Alexander Giroux, part of the Hershey Trinity, the part of the 10, 11, 12, scoring champion twice, I believe. Him and him and Andrew Gordon tore up the league for two years. Oh my God, it's great to see him. And Carl Alsner, first bear I ever had on the podcast, Carl Alsner. So great to see them part of that team and set the cup down. Yeah, Alexander Giroux, game five in Texas. He's going to hand it over to Mike Vecchione, game seven in Coachella Valley. God, the, the, 
The hockey gods plan stuff sometimes, or the production crew plan stuff sometimes, but it's time. It's time to raise the banner. And as somebody said, this is the last moment of celebrating. This is it. There is no more. We've had an entire summer to enjoy this. And everybody stands there. We wait for a moment. And then up raises the banner in the same style of all the banners that are up there. Except this time it has the current bear logo on it. The walking off-white bear that this generation now has its Calder Cup. And it gets raised up above the south goal. It'll eventually get moved to its rightful place, but it's fine where it is. Calder Cup champions 2023. And I know technically... It should be 2022, 2023, but this is what they're going with. The ceremony was great. They even let Garrett Pilon, who is currently playing with the Belleville Senators. Belleville let him skate out in his Bears jersey, though he's wearing the Belleville pants. Pants and skates let him skate out and enjoy the moment. Very classy move by the organization. Great move. Even though Peels, as he's called, really wanted to do, really wanted to go out there as a Bear. And, and I'm glad that both sides were able to come to an agreement on it. We enjoyed it. I had the hockey kids there so they could enjoy it. <sighs> Forever. Champions. Forever. Not only will the team walk together, the fans will walk together because that's their moment. But speaking of a moment, Jeff Hardy once said, you really need to live for the moment. No, Big Top said that. You really need to start living for the moment. Moment's gone. And just like that. Celebrating's done. Now it's time to defend it. Now it's time to play the game. Bears versus Belleville Senators on a Saturday night. Time to defend the cup. Let's bring out the bring out the new crew. You know, bring out the the, the new players we have for tonight. Players, uh, such as, hold on, stupid app. Such as um, Hardy Omen Actel. Weird. Um, Ivan Marashenko. Jamie Huntington. Philip Patrick Dubay. And um, Brendan Treniev. And Nicholas Anke Kubel, former Phantom. With us now, too. So, yeah, lots of new names. No Sam Ennis. No Mason Morelli. This is what we've got now. But it's time to put the emotion away. And the Bears try to feed off of that, emo that emotion and get underway. And press in the first 10 minutes. They really do. Getting some good shots on that goaltender. What's that goaltender's name? Um, Mattis Sogard? Sogard. Sogard. We hear he's the third in line there in Ottawa. Interesting. He's made some really good saves early on. Power play's looking a little bit off for the Bears. A little bit off, but not that there's anything wrong with that. Not, not that there isn't. But Belleville's able to get one on the board early as Cole Reinhardt's able to blast one past Hunter's ship. No, that's not Hunter out there. No. No, it's not. That's Clay Stevenson's. Clay. The hockey dragon. Clay. For all of you who get the earth dragon. 
For those of you who get that reference, I love you. But Clay, okay. Blast one p- past Clay and it's one nothing Belleville. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. We'll be fine. We will we'll be fine, everyone. It's the first game of the season. We let in the first goal. We'll be fine. Let's just get that first goal. And as more and more we watch the game going along, the guys are really forcing stuff up forward, getting that extra pass, trying to put shots in. Shin, even scramble plays on Sogard. Everybody's shooting low, and Sogard's covering pucks up quickly, slapping pucks away. Belleville's getting sticks in lanes and bodies in lanes. And it's stuff's not really working. It's it's not. It's really not. And one nothing, it's one nothing after one. Belleville's in the lead. The Bears just look a little bit off. All right, let's just let's just go to the locker room. Let's just go to the locker room. And the Bears come out into the second and get into some more penalty trouble. Dylan Mickelrath goes off for a hook. Bears kill that off, but Jimmy Huntington goes off for a trip. Mike Scarbosa goes off for slashing. And what happens on that one? Belleville scores. Nicholas Matinpalo. Garrett Pilon gets an assist on that, and it's 2-0 Belleville. And the Bears try to strike back. But one thing I'm noticing, there's a lot of hesitation. Guys get pucks out on the point. They don't know what to do. The eyes start spinning. They start looking around like, okay, I don't have a shot. Uh, You take it. Guy gets it on the wing. I got the puck and yeet. And I'll just throw the puck on net. And it just, it doesn't really go anywhere. It just gets blocked down. Puck up to the point. Uh, I don't know what to do. Uh, uh. Yeah, there's a lot of that, and I've seen that before. This usually happens with players and teams that are in their heads and are in over their heads. I saw this with New York and the Rangers and Lightning two years ago, and the Rangers were playing the Lightning in in Game 6, a game that Tampa dominated, and even though Tampa wasn't playing great in Game 6, they were up 2-0, I could see the Rangers, whenever somebody would get the puck, they'd hesitate. Like they'd always be looking around for their next move. Not knowing, not going on instinct, but trying to think and overthink the situation. And it just turns into, oh boy, they're overthinking it and the lightning are in their heads. And Belleville was in our heads and the emotion was getting to us too. Banner raising night. We want to go out there and do big thing for these fans on a big night. And just coming up flat. The forecheck wasn't being established. The high-low game wasn't even working. Weren't even really creating shots. Just really throwing crap up against the wall and seeing what works. This game went nowhere. I was able to get faction feuding in during the game. I was that bored at times. And there were still people and idiots. Why is there so much idiots in my people? And before all of you start complaining, you don't need to be so antisocial. No one forced you to show up and be with these people. No, what all of you don't understand is that I don't have a people problem. I have an idiot problem. There are too many idiots in my people. That's where my problem is. And this entire night, it the game feels secondary, almost. Because it's not about the game tonight. 
It was about the banner raising. That's what this night was about. That's where the focus was. And I say that as a fan, I say that nicely, mostly, kind of, sort of, not really. On to the third period we go, and Belleville has this lead, and they just sit on it. They just squat, and nope, you're not winning. You're not winning. And we didn't. There was not really much, all that much in the third. Uh, Don't believe me? All right, the... The Bears had 14 shots in the first, 8 in the second, and 8 in the third. Belleville had only 20 shots the entire freaking game. And But one of the new guys out there, Ivan Marashenko, Miro as I call him, wearing number 10 out there, he's playing nice. I mean, he, he needs to get some more meat on him, but he's willing to. he's a winger that's willing to go into the corners and fight out of it. Still needs to learn the North American games. Game, but goes in the lane, takes a shot, it gets the puck high in the thigh, and ah! he's down. He's de- 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 the puck goes the other way. The Bears have it. Player down. Can a brother get a Phoenix down? Oh God, we don't need injuries necessarily. Thankfully, he gets up and skates off. Okay, he's fine. Okay, no injuries. Fine. But the Bears do get a power play late in the third. Garrett Pilon goes off for tripping. Bears do nothing of it. Pull the goalie. And a long throw by Ruby Juliantev at the empty net. That's just going and going and going and just stops. Dies right in the crease. Okay, we can get to and get to it. Who's number nine for Belleville? And in the net, right as a defenseman's coming back going, I got it, I got it. I ain't got it. Angus Angus Crookshanks, which is not a hockey player. That's a that's a pirate name in a fantasy RPG. Angus Crookshank. The name of your uh game in a pirate match three game. Whatever. And that's the that's the end of the game. Belleville wins it. 3-0 the final. Your three stars. Third star goes to Ivan Marashenko because reasons. Second star goes to Cole Reinhardt with the game winner. And first star goes to Mattis Selgard, the goaltender, going 30 for 30. Yep, that's how that night goes. And some of you are expecting me to be upset and be freaking about, but no, no, I'm not. I'm not. Because, once again, this... The game was secondary. This whole game was about the banner raising. And soaking in that moment of celebration one last time. And we did, Bears fans. And we did. We enjoyed it. And I know you did. All of you that showed up. You did. And I hope this night created some more fans. Hopefully. And spent money on your replica rings. I did not do such things. I am above such things. Aren't you the guy who spends $500 on hockey, game-worn hockey jerseys? Yes. Yes, I am. But that's not the point. The point is this. It's game one of 72, and we'll be fine. Even the coach said that. Don't panic. It will depend on how we respond in game two. And we'll get to that 
right after this. All right, Bears fans, the NFL season is going strong as we are hitting week six or week seven. My, how the season flies on. You you love it, hug it, cherish it, everyone, because it will be gone before you know it. And DraftKings is hooking new customers in with an offer even stronger. Bet five bucks on any game this week to score $200 instantly in bonus bets. And DraftKings will not stop there. All customers can take advantage of an even sweeter offer every game this October. By the time I'm talking about this, it's Monday night and time for you to get in on some sweet, sweet Monday night football action. Maybe you had a good weekend. Maybe some parlay hit. Maybe some stuff came home and you want to put a little bit of extra coin in your pocket on a Monday night. Or maybe things didn't go so well. You look down the line to Thursday night football. A new week means another chance to make things right. And you can do that with DraftKings Sportsbook. Get in on the game day greatness and download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now with code THPN. New customers can score $200 instantly in bonus bets when you bet five on the NFL. That's code THPN only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the National Football League. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resorts. Licensee partner, Gold Nugget Casino, Lake Charles, LA. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 186 hours after insurance. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gambling resources. And now, back to the show. And we're back here on the Grit and Barrett podcast. Thank you to our sponsor, DraftKings Sportsbook, for sponsoring this podcast this week. All right. So... Saturday night didn't really go so well. Not our night, not your night. So let's move on. The Bears were back at it on a Sunday afternoon to take on the Cleveland Monsters, the newly rebranded Cleveland Monsters, who spent the previous game in Lehigh taking on the Lehigh Valley Phantoms. Remember, if you go to Allentown, prime sections still available. Tough times there for the Phantoms. I'll see how it is eventually. Yours truly was all the way back up on press row for this game and loving it. But um, before we get to that, um, let me just drop a little, some fact stuff from some of the uh, press release, from the, um, some info here that um, the Bears were shut out in their home opener for the first time since 2004-2008, October 2004 against the Norfolk Admirals. Yep, we got shut out against Norfolk. Yeah, probably when they were the uh, Chicago Blackhawks affiliates, probably. Or probably even farther back to the old Navy and, Navy and gold designs. Gonna have to go far back for that one. It was the first time the Bears were blanked in a season opener since 1997-1998. Oofta. 
against the Hamilton Bulldogs. <laughs> We've had history with them. So yeah, a little bit of history behind that. The Bears and Monsters were going at it as the Monsters. This is not the same team as we faced in years past because this Monsters team is very, very, very young. In fact, their average team age is 23.3. Compare that to the Bears. The Bears' average age is 25.2 or 25.3. That's six in the league. But we have a good amount of veterans on our roster with experience. We're actually second in the league in that. The Cleveland Monsters have only three. Three veterans on their, ro- on their roster. Who have a combined total of 2,157 games with them. That's fewest in the entire league. Yeah. This is all... These are these are all stats uh, from, um, from the sheets up there. From... from From what I got when I was up there. So, yeah. So, yeah. Young team. Not all that experienced. Cameron Gauntz was actually just named their their captain. Brendan Gauntz was named their captain the previous week. The 17th captain in team history. They've had other names of captains such as... Uh... Um, their names escape me at the moment right now. (laughs) So we go back at it again on a Sunday afternoon. Me back up there, press row. I know I've said that. There was a pretty, pretty decent pregame, pregame meal up there. But let's go out and the boys skate out. Mostly the same lineup. Mostly the same lineup. There's a few names not starting for the Bears, like Jake Messi. Okay. Nick Lieberman. All right. Jimmy Huntington. All right. Ryan Hoffer, fine. Uh, Dmitry Ospov, Ospov not playing. Uh, Julian the Pravrick, that kid can't catch a break. Um, Colin Sawyer, probably won't see him till Wilkesbury. Um, Alex Zadeliev, this kid's gonna be great. My God, does he need some playing time? And Garrett Rowe. A man who skated out bald in his presentation. So much so that I did quote the SpongeBob meme, meme to my wife. Bald! 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 My eyes! You know the meme. You know it. Yeah. So, we go back. So, we get underway. The monsters come in in their beautiful new black jerseys. My god, these are fantastic. They still have the Roundel monster... They, they still have the, the monster popping out of the lake logo in this. But it's more of a darker blue with darker black with a uh, lake blue um, stripe around the waist. Big white numbers and gold lettering on the back. This looks better than what it sounds. And I'm seeing this and I'm just going, you know what? I can get behind this. I hope to see the blue versions of these. Several of the Monsters fan- monsters Booster Club were at the Bears game walking around in those beautiful blue jerseys. And God, I want one! <sighs> but in the first period, the Bears are sort of getting their four-check game going. One of the keys to victory. Credit to Zach Fish on that. Was that to get the four-check going. And also another key to victory. Um, I don't know. This is kind of my own. <laughs> Something would important would be to score a freaking goal! 
I don't ask for much. I really don't. I really don't. But in the first, the Bears are kind of working the puck around, sort of getting their forecheck going, getting that high-low game going. Very nice. Back out to the point. Number seven. Who the hell's number seven? This is seven. Uh, oh, that's a guy with the weird three names. Throws a puck. Gonnett goes off a monster and into the net. The Bears score. Oh, my God. It hits a monster and goes in. Off a shoulder and in. I don't care. It's in. They beat who? They beat Graves. They beat Jet Corey Graves, their best prospect. He played in Lehigh the previous night. We got, no, wait, that's not him. It's number 30, Pavel Cajun. Mmm, Cajun on a Sunday. But Bears score and get one by him. And the goal gets credited to Hardy Aman Aktel. They call it, they nicknamed him Hammer. How the hell did they get Hammer out of that? Ab, Amen? 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 I need to hear more of his name so I get it get it right. Um, let's just call him Hardy for short. Hardy gets it in. Assist to Marashenko. The Russian gets his first assist. And Pietrick, I've been calling him Patrick. I've been getting it wrong. Pietrick Dubé gets one gets his assist, and it's one nothing Hershey. All right, lads. Finally get they finally get the monkey off their back. Can I still say monkey off their back? Uh Crow off their shoulder? Can I say crow? No. Uh, the weight off their shoulders. That's that's nutritious. Let's go with that. But they finally get it. That was so much needed from last night. Last night. That they just couldn't get that first goal. I really felt like once the guy scored and got their first goal, the confidence and the momentum and the mojo would would start. And oh boy, was I right. I love it when I'm right on times like this. The Monsters would take a penalty later on in the period and the Bears would get their power play going. The cycle game on the power play going up to the side, up to the side over to Marischenko. Winds, fires up and over the net. Okay, Marischenko likes to be in the OB position. Got it. Wait a minute, do we actually have a guy with a real right-handed shot over there? Back out to the point. Over to Marischenko again. And bam! Wow! Okay. We actually have a right side a right side shooter on the left side who can grip it and rip it. And his name's not Ethan Frank. Okay. Alright, fine. But gets it down low. Scarbosa. Scarbosa looks. Looks. Throws it to Alex Limigas. Throws it over to Ethan. Kneeling fire scores! Ethan Frank on a crossing feed. The Royal Road. As Calder Farmstand would say, puts it into the back of the net. On on Cajun, beats Cajun, far side, 2-0 Hershey. Nice job, Ethan. Great to see him get on board. Ethan gets his first of the season. Alex, I keep calling him Limagus, but Jared pronounces it differently. He's better at this than I am. And Mike Scarbosa gets an assist. Good to see him back back on the boards as well. And it's 2-0 Hershey. Bears leading on shots. Bears leading on everything. Thing. This period's going great. Nothing could break this up. Could break this up. But in come Monsters. Monsters come right back in. Wolanski. Christian. 
fires on Clay Stevens, puck hits him and just dies right in front of it. And Clay's like, I got it. Brendan Gantz goes, nope. Puts it in and Clay's like, I did. The puck was here a second ago, but it's in the back of the net and the monsters score. Brandon Gantz, former Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguin, the captain of the monsters, scores and makes it 2-1 Hershey. All right. All right. All right. We'll be fine. We'll be fine. We will be fine. We, we found the scoring touch. We'll be good. We'll be good. And the Bears try to press the pace again. Try to get that forecheck, that dump and chase in. And they're able to do it. Up comes the Bears. Break up on center ice. Ethan Frank on a two-on-one. Frank over to Vecchione. Chips it into the net. And Mike Vecchione scores. The roaring man himself. Mr. Game 7 gives the roar. And the Fans are on their feet. An answering goal by the Bears makes it 3-1 at the end of the first. Mike Vecchione is first. Ethan Frank. His, uh... Sorry, I have to somewhat compose myself here. Ethan Frank gets the assist. Aaron Ness gets a nice assist on the setup. And it's 3-1 Hershey at the end of first. That is what I'm talking about. The Bears, well, they didn't do anything the previous night, so they're making it up today. 3-1 after one, leading on shots 15-7, and the confidence is building. The guys that we wanted to step on up to the microphone absolutely did. Yes, Hardy got a bit of a fluky goal, but you don't care. Counts on the scoreboard just the same. And then you have Ethan Frank, power play goal with some nice movement on the power play. Not afraid to throw one cross rank on the Royal Road to set up a great goal as well, but also having guys on the wings and forcing those forwards to play up into the shooting lanes, leaving the guys on the lower wings open to try and set up plays as well. This will open up the power play, and oh boy, could this could this be fun. And Mike Vecchioni and Ethan Frank tag-teaming as Vec didn't have to do a hard shot, as Cajun slid over, Vex goes, he's down, he's low, and into the corner and into the back of the net. It's delightful. It's 3-1. On to the second we go, and um, the monsters start pressing. They start breaking things up at center ice. They're trying to get their rush game going. They're trying to push the Bears around a little bit, and Miro's really getting pushed around out there. Miroshenko's he, he's not afraid to go into the corners, which is great, even as a winger, but he's just bam, bam, poof. and he's like, I have played with Orvechkin. I am not afraid of you. And in comes a defenseman going, That's cute. Give me that puck. Give it to me. I have played with Orvechkin. That's cute. Ugh. He's trying. He really is. He'll get stronger. He'll get better, but but Needs some work there. He really does. Does. But the monsters are are pressing up as well. And midway through the second, a Marcus Bjork's left wide open in the slot ball. He's really open. Winds fire scores. Goes low blocker side on Clay Stevenson. Just a really nice wrister. I mean, just one of those. He grabs it. He's on his stick. Looks up at Clay and goes, hi. 
and puts it into the net. His first of the season, Dmitry Vyorkov gets the assist. Mikhail P-Y-Y-H-T-I-A. Even Jared had trouble with this. And it's 3-2 Hershey. <laughs> okay, it's 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 3-2. <laughs> getting a little um getting a little rough out here. Speaking of rough, we get some penalties going, a little bit of the rough stuff going. Trey Fix Wolanski goes up first slash. First slash. And power play still doing a lot of work around, still getting a lot of the passes up to the point. Up to the wings, back up to the point, to the wings, back up to the point. The fans are getting antsy. Shoot it, why don't you? Jeez Louise, you need to shoot. And I'm like, just just wait, just wait. It'll be fine. We'll be fine. Be fine. Snively finds LaPierre down low, throws in front to Dubay and slaps it in. He scores! Near when the power play expires. Pat Pietrick Dubay. Gets it in off a great feed from LaPierre. Five hole into the net. Power play goal. And it's 4-2 Hershey. Order has been restored to this game. Delightful. Uh, Pietrick Dubé gets his first. Lopi gets his first. Joe Snively gets an assist as well. And it's 4-2 Hershey. And the boys just put the car into the garage. We put this little baby to bed. Baby to bed. In the third, the defense does what it's supposed to. Breaking up stuff at cen- at center ice. Not giving the Monsters much. The Bears not doing much themselves. themselves. But this is the type of game that I saw the Bears win all the time last season. Shots in the high 20s and low 30s. Converting on the chances they were given. Yeah, granted, they're not facing the best goalie. But you, you don't really get the best chances on a back-to-back. Now, do you? Time winding down. And even there, I'm in the press box. And I'm like, when's the goalie going to go? When's he going to go? Even the fans in section like uh, 121 were just telling the goalie, go, go, go. My God, they were heckling the goalie. It was fantastic. It was. It was. He was looking to go with about four minutes to go. Down by two. Looking for the sign. Can't Can't really get it. But Mike Scarbosa leads up with Mike Vacchioni. It's another two-on-one. And Scarbosa looks, looks, shoots, he scores! Mike Scarbosa, the pirate captain, blasts it low glove side on Cajun, who just looks to the heavens like, God, I should have had that. Mike Scarbosa, his first. Great to see him on the board once again. Mike Vecchioni with an assist. Ethan Frank with another assist. Multi-point night for him. Multi-point night for Scarbosa. And out of time. So say goodbye. Good morning. Good afternoon. And good night, Cleveland. Bears win it. 5-2 the final. What a great bounce back game for the boys. Your three stars are Pietrick Dubay. Mike Vecchione with two two points. Ethan Frank with three points gets first star. That is the right answer. Just incredible game out of the guys. Clay, Steven, Clay Stevenson going 19 for 21. 
Why did Hunter not Hunter not play this weekend? He was not feeling well. That's why. Should be fun, hopefully be fine for this upcoming week. So great job out of the guys. Absolutely fantastic. And this was the bounce back game. A shame we didn't get this Saturday. You know, the crowd there was like 8-6. The previous night was 10-8. Felt like 12,000. Really wish I could have seen it, but the faithful that showed up for Sunday was treated to the team. Hopefully, we're going to see a lot more of this season because what I saw was that, yeah, their big guns came to play, but it was the guys on our team that we needed to step up until these right got until these guys do develop and can start holding their own. Vecchione, Scarbosa. Coach even said he needed the the guys to step up. And even pulled some guys aside to, to tell them that. And even said that on the press conference Saturday night. And well, guys answered the bell. Scarbosa, Vecchione, Frank. All guys that did it. And Clay Stevenson, he didn't have to be great. Do just enough to get us to win. And we split the weekend. And that's fine. I'll take a weekend split. And this was fine. I'm not going to panic over the first weekend. I'm not. It's a split. We'll be okay. There is a lot of season ahead of us. And I think this team is going to be a lot of fun to watch. And an added bonus for you Bear, for you Bears fans is actually... I got some audio audio after the after the game. Not too much, probably about um, eight to nine minutes. This is Ethan Frank and Mike Vecchione. Todd Sadowski of Fox Forty Three asked some questions. I got to ask some as well. Um, first half of it is Ethan Frank, and the second half of it is Mike Vecchione. Vecchione's not the best talker. But um, you'll still be able to hear him hear him just fine. So enjoy scoring and, and that type of deal. Talk about just the overall weekend, the emotions, seeing the banner, the fans being involved, and, and all that type of deal. Yeah, it was definitely obviously a very emotional weekend for for a lot of the returners, and I'm sure a pretty cool um, experience for the guys that just joined the team. Um, it's definitely something that they want to be a part of. So we're going to obviously work to do that again this year. But um, yeah, it was definitely good to get that win out of the way and, and kind of open up the scoring like we did and. Um, kind of get headed in the right direction. I want to ask you about the power play because not it's not just Mario Shnichenko, but yourself on that left side. You both got a couple of cannons. I do not want to be the opponent and go a man down. I mean, I, obviously that's the goal. But talk about you know, the kind of fire, firepower that you guys can go back to back from from that left side. Yeah, for sure. We work on it a lot. Um, we see it on video. It usually opens up with certain passing plays that, that Coach Booter has us running, and um, when it opens up, you know, it's bombs away, and there's no no hesitation, and he. Um, he's obviously a shooter. He wants to score goals, so it's good to see that he doesn't even think twice about it. He's getting pucks on that. Pretty good guy that, that lights that spot up in D.C. Uh, with Ovi. I mean, this kind of strategy spill down from top to bottom in that regard when it comes to power play, setting up that side of the unit? Yeah, I would think a little bit um, has to do with it. They were definitely pretty close, him and Ovi up there. You know, obviously, the Russian did good connection up there, and so I'm sure he taught him a few things that um, he's going to carry it over down in, in this league as well. Um, firepower overall, five goals for the for the guys. Scarb scores, Vex, yourself. I mean, you know, obviously you guys are top line last year, but just the firepower from top to bottom for you guys. I think you guys all feel like you're going to be able to score goals in bunches this year. Yeah, for sure. We think we might have a little bit more of an offensive team than we did last year. We know we have a lot of depth. There's a lot of guys here that 
deserve to play that sadly aren't, you know, just because of number of situations. But um, yeah, we have a lot of offensive ability this year. We're excited to see where it's going to take us. Uh, so, so yeah, great offensive performance tonight, earning first star of the game. Um, but another big play for you tonight was chasing down the uh, the, the breakaway chance. Um, if you could just let Bears fans know, kind of like you know, what were you seeing out there, and cha- and not only breaking up a breakaway, but not getting a penalty out of it. Yeah, for sure. It's it's uh, the flank job. The guys on the side to you know be responsible defensively if anything goes wrong. And mm-hmm. um, I know with my speed that there's not a lot of guys in the league that will beat me out of the out of the race there. And um, yeah, no, it's just especially being smart on the power play, not uh, not taking a penalty to make it four on four is, is big. And I'm glad it worked out that way. How big was it for you and the team to get that first goal? Granted, it w- went off a monster and in, but how big it was it for you guys to get that first goal after the way things went last night? Yeah, it was big. You know, it's, it's goals like that to kind of break the seal and get everybody rolling. You know, it's going to be a greasy one every every now and then when, when we're kind of in a slump. And so it's it's good to see that um, just simple pucks on net um, can turn out pretty good for us. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Awesome. Really cool <laughs> moment for you. Talk talk about that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we talked about it on the ice, obviously, especially night last night. Obviously, not the outcome we wanted, but um, just the ring ceremony, the banner it was such an emotional night. And I had my friends and family, it was great. And then scoring my 100th goal, as well as my 100th favorite point in the same little uh, complex there was another special thing. And then obviously going out there and somebody bid 65, 150, whatever. Uh, for my jersey is a new record, so I mean, it just keeps stacking up. But um, you know, I'm just, like I said, fortunate to be a bear. Um, that's the type of things that I love about this community, going to a good cause. And it was a guy that was already wearing one of my jerseys, and he said he wasn't gonna let this one slide. So um, just awesome people out there. The fans are great, and you got all the fans yelling that sorry I can't bid anymore, and ran out of money, but. They're still showing their love and support, so it just means the world to me. Yeah, I know you don't take it for granted. I don't think any of you guys do. And you know, you mentioned the young guys that come in right and, and see all this stuff, and they, they may think this is the norm, but you know, it's been a, it's been a heck of a run for you guys. So that that yeah. keeps stacking up. Yeah, it really has. I mean, they're trying to get a glimpse of it, and um, they're starting to see it. Obviously, the past week or so, and obviously last night, but. Um, everything's gonna be a battle. Uh, fans are always gonna come out and support us, but you know, like. It's always going to be tough. Like I said before, our interviews are going to target on our back, and we're going to get everyone's best, so we got to be prepared for that. And um, the guys know that, and they're, they're learning really quick. It's going to be tough. I had a chance to talk to you out there, obviously, but the last question I want to ask you is just, you know, what you saw from some of the guys. I mean, you, you know, when you see them in camp, you see them in practice, you kind of know this guy's going to pop at some point, or, or at, eventually the fans are going to see what you know, right, yeah. about some of the guys. and. Was there a moment or two like that that you saw in, in the opening weekend to say, yeah, I knew this was going to happen, or at yeah. least this is just the beginning for a particular guy? Uh, particular I thought, um, obviously, me, Frank, and Scarabs have a lot of chemistry. We played most of the last season together, but I think the biggest, not surprise or anything like that, but the biggest impact yesterday and today was I thought Lapierre, Mirashenko, and Dubé were just on box, plenty of chances. Obviously, Mero had two breakaways and like six shots in the power play yesterday and obviously like Doobie and Lappy were buzzing around the net. Statistically we could have won last night but obviously their goalie stood on his head and played an unbelievable game and they capitalized on their chances we didn't and then tonight I thought you know everybody was a little uh, bitter about last night and came out you know sometimes it takes a fluke you want to go in and get the ball rolling and obviously it was nice that Hammer got it. First one was a bear in the AHL and 
you know, we just kept rolling from there. And um, I thought, you know, everybody played good from top to bottom. But I thought, you know, that line, they were like really quick, scrappy, and like really hung puck. So I think they could be a real impact line for us. And um, I wasn't shocked about it, just seeing them work together. And they're all at the same speed, skill set, and tenacity. And I really liked what I saw from them. Right. So, so Mike, um, first, first question is, um, just going back to the summer a little bit, what was it like going through all the emotion from, from everything that happened with Game 7 and then just transitioning through the summer and then coming back here on opening night, getting that trophy, the rings and everything? Uh, it, to be honest, it was tough. You know, you, you go from you know, one of the best highs in hockey is to win a championship with your brothers and you know, we spent four or five days together and then everyone's going their separate ways back home and it's obviously never going to be the same group of guys anymore so it was bittersweet at the end and um you know i definitely missed a bunch of those guys we still keep in touch obviously that championship brings us all together we're a family and uh, we're all still talking and then um you know it's just such a short summer you go all the way through playoffs you're sacrificing your body every single game um, you're banged up you don't have enough time to recover the way you want so you got to hop back in the gym and get back into everything you need to do so it was um, it was tough because you know you still want to celebrate the win reminisce and kind of look back on it and you're kind of like trying to put that in the past and focus on the next season and then obviously we have the ring ceremony the banner ceremony they dropped that awesome documentary for us right before mm -hmm. training camp so like all those emotions are coming back mm -hmm. but um, it was a struggle you know the tough quick turnaround and then right back into it you know it doesn't feel real but um, no, I think we're doing the best we can trying to manage that and obviously we don't want to come out slow like we did yesterday so it was good to get our first win hopefully we keep that rolling. I've asked this of coach and Todd asked you this pre uh, previously how good did it feel to get that first goal even though it went off a monster and, and into the net? Yeah it, I mean it's huge uh, obviously getting on last night it was a big disappointment I feel bad for all the fans that showed up, but <laughs> uh, yeah, like I said, sometimes it takes a fluky one, and um, once we kind of got that weight off our shoulders, everybody was rolling, and we were able to net three in the first, and kind of fell asleep in the second, but obviously in the third, you know, Scarves puts it away for us, and Doobie on, I think, the power play, so mm -hmm. um, it was good. I think everyone really got involved and had a couple of chances, and you know, a lot of guys got points tonight, so um, it's definitely a good feeling, and you know, Clay played great last night, you know, obviously a breakaway and a one-timer goal, and, not really his fault, so it's uh, it's uplifting to get him the win tonight because he really deserved it. Well, well, here's hoping for some more, and good luck in Providence. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thanks, Max. Thank you so much to uh, uh, Jesse Lieberman uh, up at uh, Press Row, um, Todd Sadowski for the great talk and great advice as well, and said, you know, sure, leave, that, leave his questions in, and he has some good stuff too. And thank you so much to the Hershey Bears for having me up. It ain't the first nor the last time I'm going to be up there. And that'll do it for the Grit and Barrett podcast this week. The first week of recaps. It's great to get back into this. And the first of many, many, many more. So again, programming note heading into next week. There will be no Friday face-off this week. And next week's recaps are going to come on Tuesday morning um, after I'm back from my trip and are able to catch up on these games. So Bears fans, we are back. Keep the faith. This is going to be a fun season and we're still the champs. We're defending, but we're still, but we're still the champs. But 
not much left left else to say, Bears fans, but we're back. Enjoy the hockey. And the Bears have a pretty rough week, have a big road weekend ahead of them. Their first true roadie as they're going to head to the Northeast to take on the Providence Bruins. Two games up there at ugh, Amca Mutual Pavilion. Friday and Saturday night up there in Rhode Island, and then a Sunday afternoon tilt in Bridgeport, Connecticut. Look, poor guys. I've done that trip many a times, and it, it, it sucks we're doing this in October, but hey, we're going to Iowa in April, so got to take one with the other. And trust me, if this trip was in February, you bet your sweet pippy we'd be, we'd be going up there. So that's what's on tap for the Bears this week. Big Northeast roadie before they come back home. Next Wednesday, they'll be at Wilkes-Barre for a Wednesday night tilt up there on I-81 and then back at it the following weekend as the Phantoms come to town. It's Halloween weekend, so of course we're playing the Phantoms. Lol. So that'll do it for the Grit and Barrett podcast this week, everyone. Bears hockey is back. We're back. Let's defend the cup and keep, keep roaring and keep it going, Bears fans. I'll catch you next time. Thank you for downloading this episode of the Grit and Barrett podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe on whatever podcast platform you are currently listening to. If you are listening on Apple or Google, please leave us a five-star review as it appeases our algorithm overlords. If you enjoyed this podcast, please check out the Hockey Podcast Network where there is a podcast for each and every NHL team. We also cover the American Hockey League. They have a podcast about college hockey and all the ins and outs of the hockey world. If you wish to know more about our parent club, please check out the official Caps Chirps podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network as they cover all things Washington Capitals. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Grit and Barrett P1 on Twitter. That's at Grit and Barrett P1 on Twitter. This podcast is dedicated to the memory of Patricia Blosser, who passed away on December 5th, 2020, to dementia and COVID. The show is also dedicated to all of the Hershey Bears' friends, fans, and family who lost their lives to cancer. Cancer sucks. Thank you once again for listening to the Grit and Barrett podcast, and go Bears. Go Bears.